0: Hello, this is Gabriel Thibault with Breaking Expectations, a podcast about the joys of disability and all that it includes. Here, you'll hear stories and roundtables of individuals who have gone through different journeys in their lives than the one that you think you'll take. But the twist of it is, if you're lucky enough, you'll take this journey too. Hi,
1: good afternoon. We're back on Breaking Expectations. I'm Donald Berry and I'm here with my panel. Let's say first of all that I'm hosting this panel and I'm a person with a disability and also a published journalist and writer and it's great to be on the panel today. And I'll I'll let everyone introduce themselves first.
2: Okay, I'll start. Um, I'm Kate Welsh. Um, I'm a disability activist and artist in Toronto, Ontario, um, and I make art around disability, and um, I, yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you.
3: And I'm Bob Benson. Uh, I'm a student and a disability advocate. Uh, you may hear a little bit of noise as I'm speaking, what I call Darth Vader noises. I'm also on a ventilator. So you may hear the ventilator helping me to breathe.
0: I'm Stavia. Uh, I work in social services and as a PSW. And I'm happy to be here.
1: <laughs> all right, all right, thank you. Thanks everybody. Okay, the question I have for the panel today is, When did you start to see that there were benefits or moments of joy due to having a disability?
3: Would you like me to fire off Don?
1: Paul, yes.
3: Okay, right. Well, my background is I was diagnosed with MS uh, in 1976. And for a long time, I was not identifying strongly as a person with a disability. I could pass, so I chose to pass as able-bodied. And it was only when my level of disability was increasing, I started to recognize the benefits of being a person with disability and what it gave me when I recognized the, the strength and the identity that that gave me. Uh, So I started to uh, show increasing symptoms. People recognized me as a person with disability, and I started to connect with others in a deeper way. So I went from attempting to live a very independent life, which was becoming increasingly difficult, To living an interdependent life where I was reliant on services from others, but I was also able to uh, assist others in certain ways. And that gave me a much richer life. Um, So through interdependence, I found that I could leverage my disability and become. I would say a more complete human being. And that is my source of joy, is identifying as a person with a disability and recognizing that we're all here for each other. And that change of lifestyle is a big improvement for me and gives me joy. How about you?
2: I, I agree with you, Paul, uh, like I've found a lot of joy in being inter- interdependent and relying on other people and other people relying on me. I feel like having a disability has um, made, me need, made me trust people more um, because I have to trust people more. And by trusting people, I have stronger relationships with people um and that's that brings a lot of joy i feel like before i um was identifying with my disability i was very isolated and alone and after i started identifying with disability i found community and i found love and i found laughter and i found all the good things that bring joy to my life um and i like. There's a lot of, I think it's like flipping, like for me, uh, being disabled is joyful. And I know that for able-bodied people, it seems like the opposite, like that, um, that being disabled has misery or whatever. But I've, I feel like really happy now that I've owned my disability and have been a disability activist and all the different things and have made art around disability. Um, I, it, it's like my disability has like given me meaning and joy in life.
0: For me, really starting to recognize that chronic pain was in fact a, a disability because I think I was in denial about it for a while. Um, I, I recognize my limited vision as a disability I recognize um, being on the autism spectrum as being perceived as a disability, um, but I, I prefer the word inabilities <laughs> there. Um, but chronic pain, I just saw it as something I had to push through. And I think that once I, I started to be around, I, I started to um, work with a group of disabled folks on um, Cyborg Circus, where everybody was just happily doing what they wanted to do. You know, there was dance and art and all this stuff. And I realized that accepting the fact that I had limited abilities didn't mean that I, I had to be limited. So accepting it and being, it, it opened me to being able to find things to help with, with the pain and i found joy then in being able to go about a daily life not having to be stopped by pain constantly like being better able to manage it then i I found a lot of joy in being able to do that getting out more interactive more not having to be cranky because i was in too much pain to even move so yeah
1: (coughs) Thank you for that. Just, uh, I'm curious now, see, I've had experience with, with pain myself, with more bone pain if I, say, had a fracture that hasn't happened in a while. And uh, well, I'm wondering how, how I'm able to navigate through the pain to maintain a sense of joy, right? I can, I'll explain that. I find that or I did find when I would be injured that uh, I would find activities even when I was limited or or say in bed for example, I'd be able to find things to to keep me happy and, and active in some way, even through limitations. But uh, how about you? You find that if you have similar experiences.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a is a whole lot easier to get get involved more now. That is easier to manage to manage the pain of just moving. Yeah.
2: I kind of agree with both of you. I'm just thinking about like times where I've like needed to be in bed or um at home or whatever. And it's interesting i feel like because i have um because my disability um may not allow me to like physically move around as much i find i found like other ways to uh, keep myself occupied like art and podcasts and other things and it's interesting i'm just thinking about this like weird time that we're in with COVID and people are saying like, oh, they're so bored at home and things like that. And I, because I've always had to figure out ways to not be bored because of my disability, I, I feel like I never get bored. And that's like a part of joy for me is like, I, I never get bored. And um, because I'm constantly, I have things that I know how to do where I'm not having to leave the house or move my body.
3: Yes, I'd like to pick up on that one, uh, Kate, because that absolutely ties in with my experience. Um, The days are very full. And um, I think you're right in that we have, as it were, insurance against boredom, because we spent our time developing ways to be engaged with life Mm -hmm. despite having to overcome certain challenges. So we're, we're flexible, we're able to react to things, and we can lead very full, very rewarding lives when others might see us as being very limited in our lives, as you mentioned before, as being uh, rather miserable. By contrast, life is rich and just keeps getting better. There's a thing they talk about the disability paradox, that even as you face increasing levels of disability, your quality of life very often goes up. So for instance, I, As late-stage MS, I've lost a great deal of movement, so I am technically quadriplegic. But this has been one of the best periods of my life in terms of how much I'm capable of doing and also the joy I take in being able to do this work. And I wonder to what extent we've all experienced that. You've already described it a little bit. I'm just going to talk a little more on that.
1: Well, I like what you said, Paul, insurance against boredom. I'm always taking out insurance against boredom. <laughs> I, I, I fight through it a lot. And obviously we all do get bored sometimes. Uh, the first two, well, you mentioned COVID. Well, first two weeks, I was, it took me a while to adjust. Just felt a jarring effect. Uh, one, one thing I had uh, a conversation with, recently, with David Army, and uh, he told me, that, and this stood out, uh, that we're very good problem solvers. As people with disabilities, we're able to find ways out of situations that are either bad or just uncomfortable.
3: Well, I actually interviewed um, a young lady called Mayan Ziv. Yeah, um, I know her. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. And, um, and she made that same point, Don. Um, she said that in her experience, persons with disabilities are great problem solvers because things come up and we have to find ways around them uh for instance when i lost the ability to move my hands significantly i couldn't operate a keyboard. so here i am today um, i'm operating my computer hands-free you can see a little dot on my glasses um, i'm actually moving the mouse point around um, based on head movement so as i move my head left and right up and down um a little sensor is bouncing off that little reflector so that I've got mouse movement. Um, So obviously I've had a lot of help in solving these technical issues, but the issues resolved and I'm able to be productive. Now here at my wheelchair with my desk in front of me, um, even in the hospital room where I'm a long-term patient I'm I'm having one of the most productive periods of my life. And uh, I take a lot of joy in that.
2: Yeah. Like what sometimes when I think of problem solving, I also, one thing that I say is that people with disabilities were inherently more creative because we have to be so creative with our lives and how to do different things, be it like uh, sustain ourselves, like cook or, whatever right or move the mouse and so i i personally think that like as people with disabilities we're like more create we're more creative than other people in the world because we have to be more creative and i i found that um my disability actually like makes me have that different like set of brain skills to be more creative with like art supplies and those type of things. Um just says I'm more creative with how my kitchen is set up and things like that.
1: Yeah, I, I, can, I can relate to all what you just said. And and it feels good. It's me it's made me feel good and I've had a disability my entire life and that and that's the only life I've known and it's it's been good being able to have that, death uh, or what
2: we call it a gift,
3: Bill? The other thing that I might put forward for everybody's thoughts on is, for me, increasing disability brought into focus what I'm here to do. Uh, this may not be a perfect quote, but this is Mark Twain. He said there are, you know, two important days in your life: uh, the day you're born and the day you discover why. Now, I feel that I've discovered why I was born through disability. I'm here to speak because I have a voice and I can be a a presence. I'm here to speak about the disability experience and how it is informing my life and others, who haven't had, as uh, Gabe would say, the, um, the privilege of experiencing disability, may not have that richness of experience. They may go through life not really knowing what they're here to do. And through my experiences, I've discovered and I'm very clear that I've got a lot of years ahead of me to speak up about the disability experience and that interdependency, that relying on community, being a a participant at every level. And for me, that is a tremendous gift that I've gained through disability.
2: I agree with that, Paul. I feel like, I feel like Disability has given me kind of like a life path, um, and I'm yeah I'm grateful for disability because it's taught me so many things, and it's taught me like what what is really important in life, is like friends and family and chosen family and community and making and like equal rights and. Equity and that kind of thing, right? Is like, I feel like without disability, I, I wouldn't be as, as good of a person. Maybe like I wouldn't be, um, as in touch with things if I didn't have a disability.
1: People are vulnerable, right? So, so empathy for them as well.
2: Yeah, we like. I feel like I'm a better person, and I'm better at interacting with other people and I'm better at a job and I'm better at caretaking my dog and all of the things because I have a disability and I know what it's like to need, need to be taken care of. And I know what it's like to have expectations for myself and to just treat other people as people rather than like,
1: yeah, yeah. I uh-huh just add that blending into communities has always been a goal for me, even when I didn't think of it as a goal necessarily. It it evolved over time. And I find now as an adult, that that I'm more tuned into this disability community. And and the mainstream community, I've always have an eye on as well I wanting to blend the communities, make
3: them one. Yes, the other aspect of community I've discovered is that I've met a variety of people that I might not have expected to meet. So um, through being connected with the disability community, um I've shared somewhat in other people's experiences in a way that is unlikely if I'd, if I'd had no disability or if I hadn't had an increasing level of disability. That's introduced me to a community that I might otherwise have completely missed. And that's something that has definitely enriched my life.
2: Yeah, I feel like I'd be stuck in like a little bubble if I, if I didn't have interactions where I could meet other disabled folks and have that immediate connection because like, it's not very often in our lives that we like interact with people super different than us. Right. And Um, so it's nice, I feel like disability because there is so much difference in disability. It gives me a chance to have more rich and meaningful conversations because I am connected to people who I wouldn't normally or otherwise be connected to.
0: The community has offered me (laughs) a a chance to really get to know more about my own disability. I'm coming from a country where, yes, there is a disabled community, but it's not as, I, I guess, vibrant <laughs> as, as the ones here. So it's like a very big change of pace for me. And like feeling accepted into a community that has people who are, you know, understanding exactly what you're going through, that that has been definitely a big help, help for me yeah
2: and also brings joy right like it's, yeah like it's, yeah it, it's yeah. wonderful to have other people around us
0: well yeah it, when i say big help i mean it, it definitely helped me to like feel more comfortable live in more of a joyous space mm-hmm. being yeah yeah
1: well being able to uh, hear all your stories and perspectives
3: It's brought me joy as well. Yes, one aspect I didn't expect to come across is I've recently been uh, taking uh, courses uh, through the the program in Disability Studies at Ryerson University. And I've been exposed to stories of uh, people diagnosed with uh, uh, mental illness. And whether those diagnoses are valid or, in fact, just another aspect of ableism is uh, another discussion. But I was amazed at how much uh, of a different insight I got based on doing that study, being exposed to stories of uh, people diagnosed with mental health issues. Um, because it added a whole new area to my area of thinking that I, I hadn't previously considered. And through being involved in a much broader group, there's this thing they, they talk about, same like me. If we're not pushed, we will just tend to associate with a very narrow group of people that we identify as being just like me. But through disability, I've been exposed to such a broad range of different abilities, um, the, the experience of difference that otherwise I would have been completely blind to. That again is a source of joy, just seeing the, the variations in ways of perceiving what is a good life.
1: That's, that's great. And uh, that's a, I remember when the disability studies program started and I believe it was the, it was the first one in Canada, right? Or, is that right? Yeah. Yep. 20 years ago, I remember when, when I was starting up and I was in the process of graduating from the journalism program, Ryerson. It's good to see that the program is, is still well, still there. A lot of graduates in 20 years, and very important program to have to uh, preserve our histories and our stories and edu- to educate and enlighten others. All right, well, any final words you'd like to? to pass on what what takeaways would you give people?
3: Yes, I would say that some of the joy is just sharing with others that life can be so much more, so much richer when you're involved with community and with such a wide range of community that you can really celebrate the diversity of life that's out there. And rather than being in this narrow silo where you just associate with others, um, having the same experience, there's so much more to life. And um, that's a discovery that's given me great joy, is discovering the, the, the breadth of life. So that's my takeaway. That's that's what I exist to do now is to share that message that life is so wide in terms of different experiences and the more we share those experiences the richer it is for all of us
1: thank you okay well thank you for everybody and for thank you for uh, this discussion it's going to help a lot of people and I hope we'll get to to share it with others Sam.
2: Yeah, thanks, Don.
0: Thank you for listening to Breaking Expectations, a podcast about the joys of disability. This podcast was made possible with the support of the Centre for Independent Living in Toronto and the Ontario Trillium Fund. Please subscribe to our channel and visit our Facebook and Instagram pages. We'd love to hear from you, so feel free to leave a comment below. Remember that if you don't have a disability now, if you're lucky enough, you'll live long enough to get one. Goodbye till next time.